Americans have begun re-examining exactly who we're honoring on that pedestal that the teens are vaping around. In New York City, the Museum of Natural History has announced the statue of Teddy Roosevelt will be removed because, as the mayor put it, it explicitly depicts black and indigenous people as subjugated and racially inferior. I've got to agree. If you've never seen the statue in question, here it is. Oh, yeah. That's not good. Looks like the world's most racist birthday boy pony ride. Look, history is what it is, and Teddy Roosevelt did a lot of good things, including inviting Booker T. Washington to the White House. But maybe kids can learn about people like Roosevelt in a more nuanced way. Instead, they spend too much time in middle school learning the difference between stalagmites and stalactites. And very few of Americans' children live in caves. Please, no letters, Senator Molman. <laughs> wow. That you know, was an odd set of jokes. Yeah, yeah. the president who uh, invited a black man to dine at the White House. First time, which is shocking. Um, you got to tear him it, down. That for was racism. the Booker T. Washington thing? I believe so, yeah. Nice. I didn't, yeah. I, hey, I learned something today. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, you might want to double check that because... I certainly don't want... Lincoln had many black leaders to the White House. I guess they just didn't chow. I don't want more misleading <laughs> crap taught in schools. I think the misleading crap being taught in high schools and colleges is what's led to riots in the streets. Right. Um, he's absolutely right about the slag, tight slag. Why do I know that? Just like the Ponce de Leon. There's no need for me to know that. Absolutely mm. zero. And if I ever did need to know it, I could acquire that knowledge quite easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you decide to become a cave geologist. Sure, I figure it out right away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I God. could never remember. T for top, tight is oh, top. I get it. And I, I came T up with top. that in like okay, second I'm grade. I'm and, I, and I answered the question correctly. Why are you still talking, teacher? I, Why I get it now. I answered the question correctly in every grade, clear through my senior year, probably, because yeah. they thought that was the most freaking important thing we could learn. All right. God, there's a lot of stupid... Anyway, that's a different topic. Well, um, if you don't know the difference, you might fall upward and be impaled on a stalactite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I want to get to Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, as he has come out and announced that he is a porn addict, and uh, some of the he's stuff probably he's... headed for the Hall of Fame. Well, almost certainly. Some of the stuff he says around that's kind of interesting, though. Mm. Um, but since we're on the topic of uh, statutes and statues and whatnot, uh, Wall Street Journal has got an article out today, well, a couple of different that are really Oh, by good. the way, Statue of Limitations, that's on my list, too. Anybody who says that or chest when they mean chess. Oh, yeah, i got to get to the, the world chess champion being unhappy that there is a uh, a movement out there claiming chess is racist. Oh, boy. And the county has said only white people have to wear masks during the COVID. There's plenty of stupid to go around, folks. Uh, maybe we'll get to the Jason Riley piece. Who in... ordered five tons of stupid? <laughs> Drop it wherever you want. <laughs> Jason Riley wrote a piece in the Wall Street Journal. No police racism isn't an epidemic and goes through the numbers, which are there and quite persuasive. We won't get to that right now. Maybe later, but uh, he's he's a black columnist, so maybe he can pull it off without being canceled. Uh, but I want to get to the how many statues must must fall and an interesting kind of mind uh, game, a thought experiment around that that I heard yesterday. Okay. I'll hit you with that next. But we want to tell you about some really, really great uh, security for your home. You need it, man. I need I've got a system. you got to have a system. Simply safe. It's the best security system you can buy. I only want the best. Is this the best? This can't be the best. They don't come and drill a bunch of holes and charge you $300 for installation, lock you into a long contract. That's how you tell it's good. No, 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 my friends. No again. Yeah, according to U.S. News & World Report, is the best overall home security of 2020. 
You order it online, it comes, you put up the sensors, you plug it in, and now you've got around-the-clock security and the best security system out there. About 50 cents a day, you're not locked into a long-term contract like a lot of these others. There's a 60-day money-back guarantee. The world is as crazy as it's ever been. Why not finally get the home security system you wanted and you know it's good? If nothing else, you can ward off porch pirates. So go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong to get free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply is spelled S-I-M-P-L-I. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, so they know you heard about it from us. We deserve full credit. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. All right, thought experiment, huh? I'm trying to fit this all together in my mind. I got a couple of things. I hope they pull together in one cohesive segment. I'll shut up. Maybe not. let you unreal your brilliance. It might be just a bunch of rambling uh, tangents. I don't know. I'm at a burger store yesterday. Place they sell burgers, burger, mm-hmm. burger joint. Actually, I went for a bike ride with the kids. Hundred degrees outside, quite hot. Oh boy, uh, we we're gonna go get ice cream. But there's nothing, man. When you're really hot and thirsty and just dying for a drink of water, like thick, creamy ice cream that you're forced to eat outside because it's closed inside. You're standing out in the hundred degree heat with your ice cream turned into water Durr. in your cup, licking <laughs> it as fast as you can. Anyway, so we had to stop at this burger joint to get something to drink because we were so thirsty. And uh, I went inside, and all of the college-age girls in there were wearing Black Lives Matter T-shirts. Oh boy! Um, and you know, I assume they're uh, they're 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 promoting the idea that black people should be treated the same way as white people by police, which we all agree with, as opposed to the actual organization. Black Lives Matter, which is a Marxist organization and believes in the destruction of the nuclear family and doesn't like capitalism. Right? You're working at a restaurant. Okay. So I assume that. They also had this sign outside the door, which I thought was kind of interesting. We welcome all races, all color, all colors, all ethnicities, all spoken languages, all beliefs, all religions, all ages, all abilities, all disabilities, all gender identities, all countries of origin, all sexual orientations. We stand with you. You are safe here. And I thought, I'll bet if my dad walked in here, an old white male in his Trump hat, you would not have a good feeling about him. You would I'm not just, welcome him. I'm almost positive. You'd probably serve him, but you'd be bothered by it, and you'd talk to all your friends about how disgusting it was. Right. So, so the I'm, idea that you uh, you you welcome all everything is only if everybody agrees with your politics. Well, and it's even uh, there's a uh, it's the uh, the double cheeseburger of hypocrisy and dumb in that. We know you welcome all colors and creeds and stuff. You got to. It's in the law. And you did before you put up that sign, and you will after the sign's up. So the sign serves no purpose. And there ain't nobody in your town who thinks you don't no, welcome them. No, no. Except for the people who you don't welcome. And there are some of those, and Jack just pointed it out. See, you're double full of crap. I'd like to double full of crap burger, please. I'm a Christian Trump supporter. Right. Are you really excited to have me in here? I'll bet you're not. I think abortion is murder. Um, anyway, so this thought experiment around the whole how far is this going to go, uh, allowing allowing buildings to be, uh, the businesses to be looted, that sort of thing, uh, and saying, well, you know, it's people just expressing themselves. You can understand why. Uh, and then the statue's coming down. The thought experiment is this, and um, actually I, I took it from a tweet yesterday from Professor Lindsay. He's got a Ph.D. in mathematics, but he considers himself the leading uh, thinker in the nation on the whole social justice warrior thing. And he probably is. Mm -hmm. Um, He calls himself an anti-revolutionary, which I really like. That's an interesting kind of play on words and stuff. Yeah. But he thinks you should do this to everyone you meet. 
I think that would be a good way to get into a fist fight and uh, and not have any friends. But I would like it posed to all politicians everywhere, every mayor, your representative, whoever, and maybe people in the media. Well, maybe everybody listening might want to. I have I don't even know what he's about to say, my friends, but maybe you want to tweet it or post it or yeah, that sort of thing. I really like it, and I think it's perfect. Tell me what's too far. Describe to me what's too far. Hmm. Make people tell you what's too far. Get them on the record with what's too far. For, I love for, that. For one thing, if you had done this a month ago, I think a lot of people would say, well, you know, smashing businesses and stealing everything out of them would, a bit, would be too far because that's got nothing to do with the cause. How about setting fire to businesses, including minority-owned businesses? Pulling down statues in parks of presidents would be too far. Right. I think people would have said that. But so make them say, well, George Washington would be too far. Yeah. Or, you know... The Washington, you know, pick something. Mm-hmm. Changing the name of uh, the, the a, a bridge named for a president. The, just make get people on the record with what's too far. How about assaulting cops just because they're cops? How about white girls screaming at black cops about how racist they are? That's a real thing. If you haven't heard of Antifa, Karen, we'll play that for you. And oh, it's we got it. That. It's posted at armstrongandgetty.com, and you ought to send it around to all your friends. It is priceless it will briefly restore your faith in humanity um also your disgust with humanity but um it's, we it's, will talk about that it's such a great idea it's what's well, not it's not actually a thought experiment that's the wrong name for it it's a, it's a concrete way to handle this right. because what we're on is a slippery slope to mayhem mm-hmm. well the best way to you know put some spikes in this slope so we don't slide down the hill is get everybody on the record right now what's too far right so that a month from now when uh, there's another, you know, unjustified killing because it'll happen or, or something occurs and people in the streets, we've got everybody on the record of this is too far. Right. I and think that's a great idea. I think it's it's brilliant. And I haven't read his stuff on this, but I'm sure half of his reasoning is that incrementalism is so dangerous because if you're dealing with a bully who is pushing forward, forward, forward and taking, taking and hurting and hurting bit by bit by bit to stand up to a bully, a bully's a big thing. People get bloodied, they get beat down, whatever, or you're going to be in a fight, you're going to get your clothing all torn, you know you know how it is. And, and to extend it now to a societal thing, if you're going to have that big moment where you stand up to the bully at risk of your job, your political career, uh, etc., it's hard to do that over a little incremental step. When, right. you, when you go from Jefferson, who is a slaveholder, to Lincoln... I mean, that's a, actually a fairly small step. So are you going to have your big moment over an incremental uh, reach by the bullies? Probably not. So I love, love Lindsay saying, go on the record. Say what's too much. Uh, that Sean King, that alleged uh, civil rights leader, calling for the removal of any, uh, any artwork of Jesus where he's too light-skinned. Or Mary is too light-skinned. So far, so good. But that will turn into church smashings and lootings and burnings and the rest of it. Go is that is that too much for you? I'm just curious, my social justice warrior friends. If people are smashing and burning churches, is that too much for you? I love that. We can get to how chess is racist, and this is an actual thing. But we got to play Antifa, Karen, because that's so good. I could hear that ten times today. Oh yeah, so. yeah. We'll play that for you next, huh? Perfect. Armstrong and Getty.
to Antifa Karen. Uh, absolutely have to do that. Also uh, viewable at armstrongandgetty.com is a six-foot-tall, at least, transgender person in pink panties, knee-highs, and brassiere attempting to attack Andrea Mitchell. Okay. Of NBC Unless News. you're tired of that sort of thing. <laughs> yes, of I, NBC News. When you were gone Friday, we talked about a new video game. It's like one of the biggest video games in the world, multi-gazillion dollar enterprise or whatever, that makes you question everything you believe, according to reviewers. What? It makes you question the meaning of love. Do I want that? Well, I wanted to talk about it with you here just because I think it's so interesting. Okay. Who wants a video game that makes you question the meaning of love? No, <laughs> oh, right here. Check, check, please. Apparently a lot of people do. <laughs> what the what? Uh, the future of work in a post-pandemic <clears throat> age. Recent Gallup polls showed that only 26% of those surveyed who have been working at home over the last couple of months want to return to the office when they're allowed. Half claim they prefer their new setup and are more efficient at home. That could be a major change. This yes. could be like a... <clears throat> historians will be able to market like the beginning of the industrial age. Mm-hmm. If half of people say, I'm, I, I got a better set, at home, set up at home. I'm getting more work done. Yeah. Uh, so stay tuned for that. 94% of college Democrats want to defund the police. There's a county in Oregon where only white people have to wear masks because of the COVID. The world is getting stranger and stranger. And here you have a 20-something white girl screaming in the face of black police officers. That they're racists. All right, let's take a listen. I have a question for you. You're white and you're telling this to two black police officers. Yeah. You see the problem with that a little bit? Um, no, I don't because you know what? Just because I'm white and I haven't experienced racism myself doesn't mean I can't fight for justice. They're a part of the system. They're a part of the problem. Just because they're black doesn't mean they're not a part of the problem. I'm allowed to say this to whoever. Because I'm white, racism is a white person's problem. Racism is my problem. I need to fix it. That's why I'm here talking to all of them. Black, white, brown, purple. Because racism is a white people problem, and we could get hung up on that, um, you're taking responsibility by screaming at black people. Now... Then that makes sense to her and her head and a lot of people. One is tempted to just leave that alone and let it stand as a monument to its own stupidity, but I can't. I think that is a perfect and beautiful example of the condescension and paternalism of most progressives. The idea that those two proud peace officers are so dumb, they're so blinded, they're so, I don't know, beaten into submission that they haven't thought about their jobs and their careers and their police force and and their role in society and the rest of it, and they need a 23-year-old white girl to scream it at them. Can you come up with anything more condescending than that? No. And uh, you know what? I heard... Nancy Pelosi was talking about some of the programs they want to pass and money they want to spend. And I, I just think it's so tragic the, the way black America has been jobbed by the Democrats for the last 50 years. The lesson and, and, and the idea it's spoken over and over again to every young black child, you can't possibly succeed unless white people do it for you. You are helpless. You are uh, you're automatically a failure. There's no reason to try. There's no reason for you to go to the good schools. You couldn't handle it anyway. We just, you need white people to do for you. Meanwhile, all successful black people are thinking, what the hell are you talking about? 
and this message that you have no power. You understand that? You've probably heard that a thousand times in recent weeks. You are powerless. The white people have all the power. By saying that, that gives the people saying that all the power. By convincing you you're powerless and you can only succeed through them and their efforts, that takes your power. What part of that do people not get? Can you imagine the gall of that chick? And she's convinced she's right. It's just astonishing. It is. Um, and the restraint of those cops, man, it takes a special sort. Although she was so stupid. Yeah, I can. Well, del- she's not stupid. She's deluded by her ideology that those cops probably thought, it's not even worth getting mad no, about I this. Could have, I, think, I think I could ignore her. The guy in the man bun we played the audio from yesterday saying, you're a piece of S. Your mom thinks you're a piece of S. Him I'd have had, I don't know if I could have kept from uh, uh, whacking him upside the head with my nightstick. What a freaking loser. Just punch him in the face. Being a tough guy because he knows everybody's got their phones out and the police can't do anything. Right. And his side has everybody terrorized into silence now. Oh, we've received a number of really clever emails about how to end Chaz, you know. Uh, seal the border and not give them any water, blah, blah, blah. No, they're falling apart by themselves. <laughs> I got to get to the racist chess. I got a bunch of things. We got a bunch of things we got to get to. Oh, my. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. week, the mayor of Oakland, California, Libby Schaff, who tonight is in the running for the worst and most incompetent mayor in the United States, promised a hate crime prosecution after what she described as nooses were discovered in a public park. After a brief investigation by the local TV station revealed they weren't nooses. They were, in fact, just ropes with loops at the end. They were put up by local residents for exercise out of the dozens and hundreds and thousands of people that have walked by no one you know has thought that it looked anywhere close to a noose oh boy. right folks have used it for exercise folks have, you know it, it, it was really a fun addition to the park yeah thousands of people walked by none of them thought it was a noose because none of them was half as hysterical as libby Schaff or half as political that is just i'm telling you 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 people are, you're getting others killed or beaten with your fake BS. Yeah, yeah. If you're just tuning in, the Bubba Wallace NASCAR noose wasn't a noose at all. It wasn't a hate crime. It was just a, a, a knot in a piece of rope. It's been like that for weeks. It appears to have been cut off the pole of a garage door. It was nothing. Media acted like it was just horrific for days and is now, even now, not admitting. NPR, for instance, still saying it's not clear why the noose was in the uh, garage. It wasn't a noose. It was just a piece of rope. And, you know, back to Oakland, where this story originated. uh, Activists in Oakland are calling on Oakland leaders to cut the police department's budget in half. Just as it almost hits the mayor's goal of 800 officers. So the mayor had a goal of putting more officers in the streets to make the, you know, Minority communities safer, but now activists are calling for cutting the police force in half, so they're going to have to do the old double reverse. You know what's super crazy? And I just read this in the liberal San Francisco Chironicle. 20 minutes down the road, if traffic is good from Oakland, you come to Vallejo, California, that had uh, terrible uh, financial problems a number of years ago, 
And they did defund the police and cut it in half. And they saw not only a gigantic surge in crime. Oh, I remember when we were getting the phone calls about that. Oh, yeah. They got they saw a surge in murders and they saw a surge in police violence on uh, on suspects and arrestees. Oh, really? Everything got worse. I remember the calls we were getting in the emails and stuff about how many prostitutes were. People oh, saying yeah. they're just everywhere. Since there are no police, they're just prostitutes hanging out everywhere. Right, right in front of your house. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not like Oakland to Vallejo is Oakland to, you know, Seville, Spain. You could walk there if you had all day. And by and the it way, just happened. And by the way, with the defunding the police and cutting back on police and everything like that, according to Gallup, 59% of both blacks and Hispanics said they would, quote, like the police to spend more time in their area than they currently do. Tell that to the screeching white soch major girl or her violent black mask clad boyfriend. I don't know. So do we have the audio of, of Bubba Wallace? Because he is on uh, CNN saying it, it's straight up a noose. So is he is he doubling down on it was a noose or is he? I, I haven't heard the whole quote. Is he claiming he still thinks it's racism or? I don't know. I, I did see that quote, but the uh, most of the garages in that complex have the same loop of rope. I don't. I gotta hate to see him because this has all been you know mostly a feel good story, especially when it turns out it's not actually a noose. Right. All the you know all the other drivers walking with him and high fiving him and everybody rooting for him and the fans high fiving him. Good and blah, people. Blah, blah. Right. It's all, it's all a good story, but uh, well, I just hope it doesn't take an ugly turn. Uh, in terms of uh, continuing with a narrative that no longer works. Um, oh, I want to get to the chess thing. Got too many of these stories. But so th- this is this is to let you know it doesn't just happen in the United States. It also happens in Australia. So their uh, their NPR is called ABC. Don't get confused by that. But their taxpayer funded media outlet is called ABC, and a former. Uh, Australian chess representative and chess champ was contacted by ABC. I'll just the 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 their NPR, and I'll just read you his tweet. I just received a phone call from an from ABC Sydney, uh, seeking a comment about the game of chess. ABC has taken the view that chess is racist, given that white always goes first, and they're seeking comments from chess officials as to whether the rules of chess need to be altered. Trust the taxpayer-funded national broadcaster to apply ideological Marxist frameworks to anything and everything in Australia. With all the drama resulting from COVID, I'm amazed that ABC is broadcasting on such irrelevant topics. On one hand, I'm happy to see that the same stupid crap is happening in Australia that happens in the United States. It isn't just here. Right. On the other hand, it's unfortunate that it happens anywhere. Yeah. And you know, because in chess, the white, white always goes first. It's just how you figure out who's going to go first. Um, and it's a random draw to see which gets white. But you know if it were black, it goes first. And if it's a black guy who pulls the white piece, you slap it out of his hand? But or, you just uh, know that if black went first traditionally right. in chess, it would be, oh, that's a racist thing. That's the, the white guy, the white team, the white play. What well, doesn't even make any sense. The white but, side can see that first yeah, move, and has his, which gives you an advantage. Right. And you knew that would be the case. You know what? We ought to play a party game where you turn every one of those arguments on its fa- on its head and argue every bit as effectively for the opposite of it with the same ideology. Because I'll bet you could do it to virtually everything. 
You guys clearly aren't ready for my pool as a racist game take, so I'll save that for next week. Pool? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Billiards? Yeah. yeah okay. the, the game's not over until the white ball knocks the black ball off the green table, which represents the earth. I mean, you guys aren't. Um, Wake up, you guys. I, uh, well, I, uh, that's yeah. pretty good. Okay. You, that's pretty you good, win, Sean. You win. You know, you got to get that going and just. That's you know. from the old, it's from the movie Boomerang. That oh, was really? Yeah, that's when Eddie pretty Murphy's good. Friends had, he was. <laughs> he that's was pretty good. That argument. So Lincoln County, uh, Oregon, which is on the coast, said only white people have to wear masks if black people, uh, because of the COVID, if black people feel threatened by it, they don't have to. Uh, which is just uh, well, that's where we're headed. Uh, I think now is a perfect time, Jack. Do you mind if I read a brief email? Sure. I know you have all sorts of stuff you want to talk about, but I'll sit down for the rest of the show. All right. Uh, finally, <laughs> um, my, my time has come. Want. So, uh, Al Anonymous writes, uh, I think we can, eh, I can use his name, but why bother? My wife is an Asian immigrant to this country. She grew up at a level of poverty that has not been seen in the U.S. in many generations. She was also a minority in her home country and understands what systematic racism and discrimination really mean. Watching the riots and hearing the demands of the BLM movement reminds her of the way the native Malays, the indigenous population of Malaysia, get treated in her birth country. Being of Chinese descent, she was always discriminated against when it came to schooling, jobs, opportunities, and justice. She's been in the U.S. for around 25 years and thus far has remained apolitical. She's never bothered to vote or pay much attention, has been somewhat critical of politics in general, choosing rather to focus on her own career and our life together. In fact, 2020 will be the first time she will have voted in her life. It's not, and, and I'll now give you a headline, the, the subject line of the email, um, Black Lives Matter has made my wife a Trump supporter. Wow, it's his not, Asian wife. It's not, and and she's a minority of a minority who grew up in poverty. It's not just that she's voting against the BLM movement. She's explicitly voting to punish them by supporting Donald J. Trump. She's gone from someone who wanted to stay out of politics altogether to someone who now wants to attend a Trump rally and wear a MAGA face mask just because she knows it will trigger people. I can only wonder how many other people are feeling the same way she does. I wonder... Whether what's happening in the streets is the best thing that could have possibly happened for a second Trump term. Well, that's the argument that Sam Harris was making in that podcast that I was talking about. Sam Harris, who hates Trump. Oh, couldn't hate Trump more. He actually thinks Trump might be the next Hitler. He's one of those people. Well, he's he's out of his mind. Oh, I think but, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you loathe Donald Trump, you think the radicals in the streets are going to get him reelected. And yet... I will tell you this, oh, we work in media. You can speak for your own industry. Maybe you want to text us, 415-295-KFTC, or email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Tell us how it is around your place. But media is terrified right now of offering any contrary opinion to the howling mob. Terrified. And yet, the vast majority of people are much more sane and reasonable and understanding, and don't hate each other over race. That's what's scary about the angry mob. It doesn't need to be a majority. It doesn't even need to be close to it. It just has to terrify the majority uh, majority into silence. We didn't do this as breaking news because we haven't followed the story that much because just I know it's just not what we do, really. But in case you care about this story, there's a lot of double reverses in this one. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia ruled today that a lower court must grant a request by the Department of Justice to drop its case against former National Security Advisor Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Okay. So the Court of Appeals said if the prosecutors don't want to prosecute, the judge can't find a new prosecutor. 
Right. Yeah. Which a lot of legal experts thought was a crazy maneuver. Oh, yeah. I, I saw people left, right, and center saying, wait, what? The judge says, no, government, you can't drop the case. I'm going to prosecute them. This, they've got to find a, a straitjacket for that judge or a nice, quiet counselor or something. So anyway, dismissing the criminal case against Michael Flynn is back on. Flynn's uh, lawyer also is out with a statement that they've discovered yet another piece of paper, this time from old uh, Peter Strzok, the infamous FBI guy, um, that lays out the case for why are we investigating this guy? He's clearly innocent. You remember there were hints of that in the other dude's memo that said, uh, we we went to drop this case already. Why am I questioning him? Are we trying to get him to lie so we can get him fired? What's happening here? You remember that thing? Mm-hmm. Well, evidently, there's another piece of paper that that goes even farther down that road. Um, so I wanted to get to the... And the Washington Post and New York Times continue to refer to the whole thing as Obamagate or an unproven conspiracy theory held by Republicans. Okay. I wanted to uh, do the Ben Roth, Roth, Roethlisberger story. He's one of the biggest stars in the NFL, and uh, and he's come out as an alcoholic and porn addict, he says, and he's got some things to say about that I thought were kind of interesting. Mm. Um, so whether you like sports, booze, or porn, I think the story's got something for something you. Something for everyone. <laughs> Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The aerospace company Virgin Galactic announced a new partnership with NASA to train astronauts for trips to the International Space Station. Though there hasn't been much interest yet for the trip back. Yeah. I get it. It's uh, dry. It's commentary. So... A little more on uh, changing nature of workspace, according to a study that's just out. Not surprising to anybody. It's it's going to be an earthquake uh, among a bunch of different sectors. But that in a second. Oh man, we haven't gotten to the Twitter story. They they censored the president again. Oh boy. Do you know who Ben Roethlisberger is? Big Ben, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, won a couple Super Bowls. No, oh, at yeah. least one. Two to five. One or two. And uh, he's a big deal. He's a Hall of Famer. And uh, he got accused of rape in Tahoe several years back. We followed that case fairly closely. Yeah, and back in college, he was said to have been uh, 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 at least rude and perhaps a sexual uh, predator. He opened up over the weekend about past missteps, revealing he struggled with addictions to alcohol and pornography. Huh. Um, I've fallen as short as anybody, the Steelers quarterback said. I've been addicted to alcohol, I've been addicted to pornography, which makes me then not the best husband, not the best father, and not the best Christian I can be. Interesting. I didn't realize he'd uh, found the Lord. Been uh, married to the same woman for a decade, father of three. Um, this is the part, one of the parts I really like. He added that being a professional athlete doesn't make him immune to transgressions. Oh, that's, that's a good thing to point out, because very few people realize that. <laughs> Well, you think this is 1950, dude? People don't realize all the time that us athletes, we're human. We sin like everybody else, and I'm no different. Really? You you athletes, you sometimes you, you drink too much or do too much sexy stuff or whatever? Huh. I'm just hearing this. Well, this, this is, is crazy. Uh, yeah, I know. This is really blowing up all my 
preconceptions about major athletes. I'd held you to such a high standard. We're human. I think sometimes we get put on a pedestal where we can't make mistakes. What? We allow you to beat up your girlfriends in college and don't arrest you because you're the star of our college football team. You not, know, you of, not you in particular, Ben, but a lot of your friends. Some of the stuff he said, I think, is, is very nice, but this part is delusional. I know. It's weird. I think maybe, I wonder if that played into putting too much pressure on yourself. N- nobody's thinking you're perfect, or any of you any of you pro athletes Qu- are perfect. Quite the opposite. Does being yeah. an athlete make you immune to self-awareness? <laughs> maybe that's uh, it. <laughs> well, uh, being a star athlete your whole life certainly could. Yeah, that could be. Um, hmm. Do, do we have any way to post the video you showed me, Sean? Speaking of pro athletes, there's a football player called Clinton Dix. I'm not going to give his whole his whole name because it's a distraction. His middle name is Ha Ha or something. His like first name. His I, first I, name. I, I yeah. Know. Anyway, but there's a video of him. It's a security <laughs> camera. <laughs> he's uh, he's scootering in his driveway next to his house. At night, like a little razor scooter, right? Like a razor scooter, and he scooters half of uh, past his uh, car, and we can see it, but he can't see it till he gets there. There in his driveway are a couple of bears, and I don't mean the Chicago Bears. Yeah, it's not Brian Urlacher. No, (laughs) I mean claws, teeth, and fur, and he (laughs) he jumps off his scooter and runs in the other direction, and the bears both go. And run off in the other direction. The bears, who we thought they were. And we've got that at armstrongandgetty.com. Or we will see. I'll, yeah. I'll get it up there soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, give it 10 minutes. But we do have uh, Antifa Karen up there for you and the six foot tall pink underwear wearing transgender person trying to assault Andrea Mitchell of ABC News, whose first comment is Where are the police? For fans of irony. She's so, there in Lafayette Park in D.C. reporting. So the biggest big study, the most recent study that's come out about all these businesses and people working at home and all the things that have changed during the whole COVID thing, uh, Fortune 500 companies. So these are the companies that you know are going to make the big decisions and probably lead the way of the future of uh, work. And a number of studies that show people like working at home and they feel like they're doing a really good job. And... Um, uh, this this could change so many things and have such huge implications down the road for a whole bunch of you know different sectors of the world. Um, originally, managers feared that the transition toward remote work would reduce efficiency and output, but studies have found most people are just as productive remotely as they are in the office. Employees working from home at, uh, they mentioned a couple of different agencies, saw a spike in performance. Uh, homeworkers also reported improved work satisfaction and that their attrition rate has halved in terms of people uh, wanting to leave. And some of that might be everybody else here got fired. I better be happy for the job. <laughs> God, I'm not. Well, speaking purely not, for my industry, yes. And they're not hiring anywhere else. But large numbers of people, and the bosses are finding that, are as productive or more productive at home. You combine that with the fact that you know office space is obviously incredibly expensive and we're in a, in a worldwide depression. And this could just become a permanent thing. Well, what is that going to do to car sales, uh, home sales? What's all that commercial real estate going to get used for? Tires. 
Because not having millions of cars on the road, it's it's good in some ways, too. Um, uh, How much of that time, um, uh, you know, an hour to three, if you people that live in the Bay Area, four hours per day you spent driving, well, you could spend all that four hours now working or half working and half playing or whatever. But it's uh, pleasuring yourself if you're Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) I presume with uh, hand sanitizer during this time of COVID. With a beer in one hand, a little Ben in the other. Oh, boy. Um, That's really unfortunate. But th- this really could be an earthquake for so many sectors. Yeah. If all of a sudden a third of your big city doesn't drive into downtown anymore, how about those roads projects that have been in the works and that two cents per whatever you're paying in taxes oh boy. to widen the lanes, and now there's just no need for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, free market will figure it out. Oh, yeah, no, the free market will figure it out. I'm not worried about it. It's just it's going to change drastically. It's, it, it will be wild. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Fa- I think oh, I can't. Can you come up with any negatives? I can only think of positives. Uh, well, there will be challenges, but they can be overcome. I can um, only think of positives from this. From the uh, em- looking from traffic. the employer's view of it, too, I think it's. Uh, the employees' view, rather. I think it's only upside. I could see possibly some managers feeling like, especially with hourly employees, they're not getting enough work or something like that. Yeah, that sort of thing will have to be worked through, but uh, parents will have more time with children, less need for expensive child care, that sort of thing as well. Bring on the brave new world. Armstrong and Getty.